my name is Rutendo Nyamada and welcome to another refreshing, energetic episode of In My Twenties. In my twenties. So you know how when it comes to your family or friends of the family, you'll usually refer to your parents' friends as your aunts and uncles. And when it comes to your cousins, you'll refer to your cousins as your brothers and sisters. But that word cousin is usually reserved for the closest of closest friends who are basically part of the family. However, today on the In My Twenties podcast, when I say I'm interviewing my cousin, I'm talking about my literal cousin, as in our fathers were brothers, we share the same surname kind of cousin. So without further delay, welcoming our latest member to the In My Twenties family and onto the In My Twenties podcast, here he is. Hi, my name is Simon Yamuda. I'm 27 years old. I'm the managing director of uh, ICT Systems Integration House. Most of my spare time, uh, I really spend it doing doing community things in the community. I'm heavily involved with the church as well. My philosophy, I'll say my philosophy. I wouldn't say I've got a self-made philosophy, but mm. uh, personal conviction, spiritual philosophy that I'm standing on is, is really just standing on the rock Jesus Christ and, and placing my hope and faith and trust in him. So on every episode of the In My Twenties podcast, my guests always come through with these, open up the book, highlight those words, put the words on your board and the board in your life, mind moment, epiphany moment or gem moment. And this is just one of them. I think there's uh, something beautiful when you blend the energy of the youth mm. um, with the wisdom of the old and and there's that in tandem it, 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 it's something that is priceless the In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections in the first section we're going to hear a little bit more about Simon's career journey in the second section we're going to dive into today's discussion which is all about running the family business and in Simon's case it's particularly interesting because he is the youngest of five siblings and then rounding up all three sections is a conversation with Simon about his 20s journey and 20s experience so without further delay let's get straight into it so tell us a bit about your Zimbabwean roots and growing up school okay. you went to okay. where you studied and where you are now on your career journey okay super so my high school experience, I went to St. John's College in Harare, Zimbabwe, and I had an amazing high school experience. It was a very eventful, uh, crazy mm-hmm. uh, period, a crazy fun period um, for me in terms of life. It was just really a time of liberty, it's mm-hmm. that, that stage where you're still in your parents' home, but you feel like you're on top of the world and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i had a good bunch of friends and yeah i really enjoyed my high school my high school experience mm-hmm. all boys school all boys school yeah um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah all boys school but we we did get um uh girls join us for the ib program in uh lower six and okay and upper six which would be your equivalent of grade grade 11. Okay. Is it true what they say about all boys schools that they've kind of like instilled that we are the best thing in you 
Because I, I feel like the assembly periods, like you guys probably chant, chant, we are the greatest, we are the best. Oh, yeah, 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 def- <laughs> yeah definitely. The war cries, everything. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. you go out into the world and you're like, hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like, like we own this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little did we know, yeah, we own nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you step out into the world and you're like, uh... Oh, are. yeah, yeah. And I, I think... Our minds, my mind was was really siloed at that at that point because we thought everything revolved around our high school mm. and who we were, and we thought the best achievement in life is to play um, Zimbabwean uh, rugby or mm. Zimbabwean cricket or mm. to play for your national team uh, or to be the captain or to be a prefect mm-hmm. or head boy, and and when we got out of high school. You know, in our early 20s, that's when you actually kind of realize, like, you know, that counted for absolutely mm. nothing for, mm. for where we are now. Mm. Though then it was w- really what we thought was the pinnacle of our lives then. So so tell me a little bit about your transition from high school into the working world and the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, because your journey is quite unique and quite different yeah. um, from a lot of the people I've spoken to and a lot of people I've interacted with on the show thus far. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Okay. So the journey was I finished, um, I finished high school um, at the end of, uh, 2009 got our results in January 2010 um, I got average results and yeah my combination was really dealing in commercials I did business studies accounts and economics um, so at the time most of my siblings at the time were were in in university three of my siblings mm-hmm. at the time were in university or had just finished university so it was possibly not the best time financially for me to have gone to university, though it was something that I wanted to do. Mm. So I started considering a host of uh, things. I applied to a number of universities. I got a couple of places. Mm. Um, but there was still this financial situation. So I did try to get some scholarships to go to the States and tried a bunch of other things. And um, most of those things didn't, um, come right mm. at that time, but um, and how did you carry that journey at the time? Because obviously, like your siblings, as you mentioned, had gone to university and had had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. How did I mean at that time? It's kind of like what, what was going through your mind? How were you feeling? Okay, so yeah, two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine were probably one of the two toughest years that Zimbabwe's been through. Um, financially to date. Mm. So, you know, at the time, I I did probably have a disappointment within me, but I knew at the same time that, you know, my parents love us and, you know, Mm. they've they've done the best they they possibly could have up to this point and that, you know, I just needed to be realistic to say, okay, this is where where I'm at. Mm. And yeah, obviously it was a bit of a painful experience seeing um, most of your colleagues go. And at that point, it feels like, oh, this must be the end of the world. But mm. but but now you just, you know, I've learned that, you know, life is a journey and, mm. and the race isn't ever to the swift. And mm. um, in retrospect, I don't think I was possibly r- ready to actually have gone because I do feel that ever since... 
I feel that through not going, I actually matured more. Mm. Um, than if I had gone then because uh, I think there were still a lot of things which I needed to mature in. And just the situation which I went through helped me to mature as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So you're 27 years young. You are the managing director of your family business at 27. What does that look like? What What does that even mean? <laughs> Yeah, well, certainly it, it, it means a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, obviously, taking the reins from a company that was formed by your parents. Mm. Um, it's also a very emotional trip and a very emotional journey. But um, yeah. I think the strength for me has been to channel those emotions to into energy mm. and to use the emotional experience to try um, gain energy to work hard for Mm. my family, for the well-being of my family. Mm. And you've spoken, you've touched briefly on a a bit about like the weight that kind of comes with it. Mm -hmm. So can you touch on some of of the pros of working for a family business and some of the cons that you've experienced so far? Okay. Um, So the pros is that you know everything that you're working towards is for the benefit of your family, is for the well-being of your family. Mm. And um, it, it brings an inner joy, it brings an inner peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really um, a joy. Um, you know that it's, if, if you work hard, it's going to be beneficial for everyone within the family. Um, another pro is you, for me, has been to alleviate, um, obviously stress and, and pain, um, from my parents who Mm. are also obviously, um, fast reaching retirement age Mm -hmm. and, um, who are also, um, detaching themselves from the business. So, Mm-hmm. To see your parents happier is is, is certainly um, a joy. To see you yourself be able to take stress away from them mm-hmm. um, is also certainly certainly a joy, and make them enjoy life more and release them to do other things. Like I said, my parents are pastors, mm-hmm. and that's where they are now challenging ch- channeling most of their energy towards. Um, pro of a family business is obviously there's unity. Mm-hmm. If 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 um, the family if the family is clear on its vision on its purpose, mm-hmm. um, it becomes very easy to make decisions and say, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that, mm-hmm. um, because in theory your family is the board of directors. Mm. So so unlike a company where you've got a partner and you're not really family, mm-hmm. um, certain decisions might not be mm-hmm. supported. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you've, so you've spoken about the pros. Mm-hmm. What are some of the cons of working in a family business that you've experienced? If at all any. Oh, there's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's plenty. So... I think one of them is sometimes we fall in, you fall into the trap to say, we've always done things this way. Why are we changing? Mm. Why are we breaking the status quo? 
Um, and that usually happens when you've got a blend of the old generation and the new generation. Mm. And it's like, back in my day, this failed. Why are you doing it that way? Mm. Um, and, you know, there's emotional past hurts. Mm. And blending that with now and what's currently happening. Sometimes there's a, there's a, there's a disconnect. And sometimes there's um, the difficulty of letting go to the past and how things have been done mm. before. So yeah, that 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 that's that's one con. Another mm. con is um, every single conversation can end up being a conversation about work. Mm. So at the family dinner table on yeah, holidays, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's a phone call, you know, if it's a Saturday evening, if it's a Sunday dinner, <laughs> if it's, you know. So so so, how did that thing go? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Did did you secure the contract? Yeah. Did that did that customer pay? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so yeah. how do you separate the two, or do you separate the two, or because obviously as the MD and essentially head of the company, whatever you say or do kind of trickles down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. So I I think for now um, in our current setup, it's a bit it's a bit better. Mm. Um, I think rather than getting instructions. Um, it's transitioned to now actually giving updates okay, and sharing where I do need counsel mm. or I am seeking counsel. Though obviously sometimes it's, uh, you do get the questions, you do get asked what's going on with that, what's going on with that. Mm. Um, and it's difficult to put up boundaries to say mom, dad. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, like mom, dad, I'm not... I'm not available now. It's out of office hours when it's the family yeah, business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, so you, I mean, you answer grace, gracefully <laughs> um, the best way you can. Mm-hmm. You're, um, you're, you're the boss to everyone else besides your parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but at times you also need to um, mm-hmm. take risks yeah. and at times say, you know, we're doing this because of that and at, at times also make calculated um, risks mm-hmm. and um, because the times have different have, have the times have changed things mm-hmm. are a bit different mm-hmm. so it's, it's to blend the two and I think there's uh, something beautiful when you blend the energy of the youth mm. um, with the wisdom of the old and and there's that in tandem it 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 it, it it's something that is priceless mm, if it if it does work mm. if it does work well so we need each other i think you know as as young people in our 20s we've got the zeal we're a bit wild but we also do need that that grounding once in a while to say okay have you um you know, dotted the I's if you cross the T's. Mm. Um, that that's very key. That's crucial. Mm. So that's that's absolutely beautiful because in in not just a family business context, but in the context of the world in general, I find mm. that every industry is kind of going through that difficult patch where you have an older generation mm-hmm. who have stayed in certain businesses and positions mm-hmm. for such a long time, and you've got these newer millennial mm-hmm. generations where. They're not necessarily looking to be at a company for 10 years to get the golden handshake. They're kind of like, how quickly, how effectively, how efficiently can we do this? Where the old guys are like, 
But did you follow the steps? Yeah, no, the, the so, young generation is disruptive. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah, completely, completely. Yeah, but then there's no, but how do you bridge that gap? Because there doesn't seem to be a center where people are like, we are the middle ground, this is the middle ground. Mm-hmm. How do you tackle that in, how do you tackle that? How would you take that on? Okay, so, so for us in our context, um, in the context of where we are now is um, the older generation is, is slowly moving um, m- moving out, or I've slowly moved out of the business um, from the day to day. Um, so the balance then comes where I am seeking counsel, but I am also very transparent in terms of what's going on. If they want to be copied in emails, well, not even if they want to be copied in emails, I um, gracefully keeping them in the loop of of most emails. Mm. Um, concerning the business or in fact all emails concerning Mm -hmm. performance of the business Mm. Um, our business is an IT business which is ICT in itself is very disruptive and there's also been the maturity of them my parents um, especially my dad to say that technology when he started the business and technology now have completely changed Mm. and he feels that the things that I understand concerning it and what he understands have shifted a couple of generations. And I feel that same kind of way because I'm, I'm 27. And um, I sometimes rely on the interns or someone, our graduate trainees, on a lot of things like, okay, how do I change this? How do I change that? Mm. And I'm already kind of feeling old. Like, <laughs> and at for, 27. Yeah, and for them, some of those things, they do they do it effortlessly. Mm. Like, yeah, how am I storing this thing in the cloud? How am I, yeah. how am I doing that? How, how, uh, yeah, how, how do I convert this PDF to, to mm. Word? Mm. Things which are so small. Um, or how do I combine several PDF documents and, 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 and that kind of thing. So so we, we need each other. And yeah. I think that's where the striking balance comes, is to say, express yourself. Mm. Um, be as transparent as possible. Mm. And let's help each other. Because mm. you may have blind spots in one area, I may have blind spots in another area. Yeah. Explain to me your decision. Mm. Mm. And don't get emotional. Don't get... Don't do anything rash. Mm. Um, iron sharpens iron. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Nice, nice. Mm. And so, and so, coming back to you being twenty-seven, I can imagine that there are quite a few people who are older than you that have to report to you. Oh yeah, plenty. How <laughs> how have you? How do you? And how have you managed to do so in a mature fashion? But in in a sense that because naturally b- back in the day or the understanding is that most of our managers have been older than us. So naturally when we talk to them, it's mm-hmm. like already there's that mm-hmm. respect, you know more than me, mm-hmm. you're older than me. Mm-hmm. Um even as Africans we know we respect older people. Mm-hmm. In a work context it's not necessarily yeah, definitely respect, but it's kind of like they have to report to you. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that? How do you manage the temperament and the emotional weight mm-hmm. of being younger than the people who are reporting to you? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I became managing director 
in well I was appointed managing director in 2013 sure so how old were you then that's five years ago so wow yeah 20, 20 you were 22 22 you were 22 when you were appointed managing director 22 well it was in it, yeah it was in august yeah 22 or 23 okay um but i do believe yeah it was uh yeah august 2013 mm, mm. and at the oh, time well, actually it was in august it was well my probation <laughs> um yeah so it was around yeah, thereabouts, probably, possibly, yeah, May, June, July, yeah, May, June, July, thereabouts, mm. or 1 August, anyway, yeah, so it's it's been some time, and um, what, what I can say is that I was a manager before that, mm. um, It, it it initially you know it 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 was a bit difficult mm. here and there in in certain contexts but when you view it like we need to put the company first yeah people understand um and initially a lot of people will not accept it but when you make your work and your tra- your track record, mm-hmm. uh, people will begin to respect you. Okay. And uh, when people actually start to see your vision, mm. and sometimes I'll tell you, vision doesn't need to be communicated by words; it's communicated far much more by your actions. And mm. they actually see, this guy is working really hard. This guy is breaking their back for the organization. Mm. Um, they start to break their backs mm. um, for for your vision. Mm. Um, and also how you treat them. They're older than you, but 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 still respect them. Mm, mm. Um, don't treat anyone like trash. Mm. Um, and then, so, <clears throat> I read an inter- interesting statistic that says 90% of family businesses don't go past the third generation or don't reach the third generation. <laughs> you are second generation in your family business. What are the hopes for the family business when you have children? Is this something that you want your kids to be a part of? Or how? what are your hopes for your kids' interaction within the business? Oh, wow. Now we're thinking really far. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I'd, love, I'd love my children to be a part of the business. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that they don't feel a call to, mm-hmm. I won't uh, put a gun to their head. I okay. Won't, tie them down to the business mm. uh, I believe in free will mm. um, people making their own decisions and uh, the vision that I have for the company is is um, is huge mm. um, and I would like to see the company run beyond myself run beyond my family and some of the ways I feel that would be possible is to institutionalize the business as much as possible, mm-hmm. um, which may involve um, bringing in other investors, bringing in other parties, mm-hmm. um, or listing some of the companies. And once you listing on a public exchange, once you take certain initiatives like that, you're, you're quite sure 
you lose, you do suddenly lose control mm. of saying, okay, I own 100% of a tiny business, but, you know, you could own a, a smaller percent um, of, of a much bigger, much bigger pie. And you're bringing in expertise, mm-hmm. wisdom, expertise, knowledge. And you know the business, the security of the business lasting way beyond you is, is, is intact. Mm. Um, so those are some of the things that... Um, I would be keen on doing mm-hmm. uh, by God's grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I essentially want to know what your journey as a 20 something year old male has been mm-hmm. thus far. Like if you were to summarize your twenties journey, what would that be? And what does that look like for you? I'll say my early twenties was, yeah, just finding my, finding my bearings. Um, mm. You're, uh, codependent, um, but you want to be independent <laughs> completely. Mm. Okay, so what was your quarter life crisis, and how did you come out of it? My quarter life uh, crisis was purpose. Okay, and it was like, and I'll tell you when that possibly hit me. Twenty one, twenty two, and I was just. Uh, doing extremely well in terms of business and uh, I was heading a business unit driving sales for that business unit and yeah we were just killing it we were doing extremely um, extremely well as a business unit Um, it was performing in one year we grew the gross profit of, of that business unit by about 200% um, but at that same period and that same time, I just felt such a emptiness. Mm. Um, I had, um, all the money that I could possibly want for a 21 year old, sure. um, access to loans, mm. um, you know, a salary, which was difficult to finish. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, wow. At the time. Tough problems, eh? <laughs> Can't finish my salary. Can't say I've ever had that problem. <laughs> but, but at the same time, such a huge, such a huge emptiness. And I, sure. at that time, I really felt um, it became clear to me that money was never going to fill um, a void, uh, that, that void of, of true happiness mm. or true purpose. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's when I I really big be, be, began to evaluate life, okay, um, and ask myself the tough questions, and it really became clear like okay, it's not really worth it, and life doesn't revolve around money or just working hard. Mm. There's there's so much more. Mm, mm. Um, there's so there's so so much more. Mm. But yeah, yeah, during that time, yeah, you know, when you feel that gap of purpose, I I remember, yeah, there would be days I'll just feel so low or just so gutted. Yeah. Um, And I think the gap, I'm certain the gap was purpose mm. yeah. and did you find that through the journey of asking the questions and I'm interested to, to actually mm-hmm. ask like mm-hmm. what were some of the questions you were asking um actually yeah what were some of the questions you were asking yourself in terms of purpose like 
Um, I, I was really asking myself, okay, is this is this really happiness? Mm. Um, and yeah, you start to evaluate um, evaluate those things, and it's like it, it, it's the small things. What's the quality of uh, my relationships? And I think at this period, I was working. I was a I was I was a workaholic, mm. so I had detached myself from friendships. So mm. I didn't. I no longer had quality friendships, especially in in Zimbabwe, because most of my friends were were overseas, mm. uh, and obviously I lost touch. Naturally, I lost touch with plenty of them, mm. most of them, um, and yeah, even just quality, a quality, a quality relationship. Yeah. Um, a non-forceful, a non-forceful thing, non-forceful relationship, um, and yeah, key, key relationship, relationship with God. Um, um, what, what was my belief pattern? Was mm. I still um, half in, half in the gospel, half out, which I was at the time, and mm. I think that had a strain on me. Um, because my friends would come on holiday and I would still want to be Simon from the crazy years in mm. high school. But it was no longer me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably... Those were the biggest relapses which okay. I would have. And when when they were not around, it's not like I would drink or I would even go out. Mm. So when they would come and I, if I did drink or something... Or if I did go on a binge, um, I mean, I'd be white boy wasted. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's when you'd wake up. I would wake up and blackout, and, passed out, and yeah. I'd be like, you know, what, 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 what was I doing? Mm. Why was I doing it? Mm. Um, and feel worse. <laughs> yeah. Feel worse. Yeah. Um, Worse than than I did before. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's to start asking the tough questions, mm. and it's like, okay, am I living for people? Yeah. Who am I living for? Mm. Um, so that that was the I'll, I'll the say that that would be the quarter life quarter life crisis. Mm. But, and do but you since, feel yeah? Do you feel like you found the purpose now, or do you feel feel like uh, you're still on a journey? I, I found it. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, what is what is your purpose? Purpose purpose um serving God. Mm. Yeah, serving God. Serving God, serving people. Wow. Um there's no greater joy that I get from uh serving God and uh, serving people. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is beautiful because I, I, I feel like that is one of the huge crash cruxes of that's even a right the right word but it is one of the questions one of the big questions people have as millennials but mm. in life in general mm. it's like mm. why am i here what is mm. my purpose where am i going yeah, as you said you found that money was not the can't fill the gap yeah can't fill the gap it's not happiness doesn't come from money oh, what yeah, are you doing yeah. but it's the most simplified impactful the simple things um definition of what your purpose is and we read books we youtube and we do all of these Mm. things and Mm. and ultimately i agree with you serve Mm. god and serve people Mm. um and the amount of joy that comes from helping people it's like 
<laughs> why wouldn't you just want to keep doing that? But but it, it's, it's contagious. It's contagious, Correct. and you can do it in whatever field you're in, yeah, serving yeah. God and serving people with the gifts that you've been given. Yeah, definitely. So that is that's mm. that's quite something. That's mm. quite something. What advice do you have for the twenty-year-old person? My words of advice would certainly be um, uh, not give up, keep moving forward, and just to press on towards their dreams and goals. Wow, wow, wow. And if we're talking about degrees of comparison, it's wow, wow, wheezy, and all the wows. <laughs> Thank you so much, Simon, for coming on to today's show and just sharing so much wisdom and knowledge and your journey with us um but also to your advantage is you have an incredible voice you have such a voice of authority that whatever you say sounds and seems more impactful there were no doubt so many beautiful moments on this podcast episode but one thing i want to just zoom in quickly on is when we were talking about purpose now i know if you ask the average 20 year old what is your purpose in life? Um, even for myself, it's this question that you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a daunting task. The purpose for my life. Are you talking about my entire existence? But yours was so simple and so beautiful. Serve God and serve people. And I literally had that moment of, oh, wow. So to everybody listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the In My Twenties podcast as much as I did. I hope that you were able to learn something, understand something, and to glean some wisdom as well. So just so you know, there will not be an episode of the In My Twenties podcast next week, but we will be back in two weeks' time on the 14th of February. Subscribe, pod subscribe, follow us on social media. I personally cannot wait to be back on the podcast waves, but we will see you very soon in two weeks' time right here on In My Twenties. In my twenties, in my twenties, how old are you? I am always gonna be, always gonna be, always gonna be in my twenties, twenties. Twenties. Until I turn 30, of course. <laughs> okay, bye.